Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I am your host, John, along with special guest host, Sean McCarthy. Sean, it's been a while. Been a, been a minute. Been. What, uh, what's the last one you did? Was that Scream? Um, I think it was. I think it was um, Texas Chainsaw, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. can't remember. I think uh, it might have been Texas Chainsaw. Well, you're here today, and we're going to do Halloween Ends. Um, I feel like there's a lot to say about this movie. There's a lot that needs to be said. Um, there's not a lot of that they gave us to say about it, though. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got a couple things to say about it, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh First, uh, what what have you been up to? What what's hey? What's been going on with you? Um, just enjoying the Halloween season as much as I can. Um, actually went down to Williamson, West Virginia. Went to an escape type room. Um, down in an abandoned hospital that's supposedly haunted as well. And uh, uh, was that a was that like a New York accent you had there for a second? Um, I don't know. I have many accents. I'm from uh, the armpit of the society of New Jersey, so I was down. I was out, dude. I was out in Jersey recently for a hockey tournament. Fuck, fuck that place, dude. I just want to pump my own gas, you know. It's 2022. Yeah, it is pretty annoying, especially when uh, they close down uh, for the night. Some of those self-service gas stations, but I'll tell you what they that one gas station chain there had some bomb ass chicken and i'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now it has to be wawa no fuck wawa no i know wawa no this is like the only food you can order there is chicken (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i don't know exxon (laughs) no no dude it's something like but it was awesome i I I think you're at wawa (laughs) it was it wasn't i know they got decent subs there quick check Quick Check has actually way better food than Sheets and Wawa. No, it wasn't Quick Check. It was this place was like Natural Farms or something like that, but it's like a gas station chain. That's everywhere. Yeah, but not here. I had to go to New Jersey for it. All right. I don't. Well, know. I can't remember what anyway. it's called, but it was bomb, bomb chicken for sure. Anyway, yeah, the uh, the escape room actually had. Um, well, it was in the dark, and you only got one light, a phone light. And you were in a group and uh, went down with a couple friends. And so it was an escape room. Got to solve some riddles. The catch was that it wasn't just one room. You had to escape the hospital. So it was three floors um, with multiple rooms. And uh, also Michael Myers was there. Um, 
stalking you. And uh, if he got you and killed you, you were eliminated. So that was uh, pretty awesome. Did you make? Did you get eliminated? I did not. Uh, I think four of our group members. He got three at once. Um, but I think four or five of us made it to the end with five with four being eliminated. So if you he get got, eliminated, do you have to like just leave? Or do you... uh, well, yeah, you basically go wait back in the lobby. <laughs> You know, it would be great is if it was, like, as soon as you round the corner to start it off, they just get somebody, like, sorry, you wasted your money. Actually, to be honest, I thought that was going to happen, like, because when you go through, you go through, like, the double doors, and I thought as soon as you open it, he'd be standing there. So, like, everyone was making me go first, obviously, just because I was um, kind of the leader. Well, you did assign team captains, and I initially volunteered to be team captain slash got picked by everyone else just because of my uh i guess you could say vibrato <laughs> but um Je i did not want to be the <laughs> my my uh i did not want to be the first one going through the the double door but i was anyways and i had a feeling that as soon as i open this he's going to be right there so i actually had a plan where as soon as i open it i'm just going to barrel roll to the left and <laughs> So if he's swinging, whoever's behind me is getting it. Just barrel. That's say not a bad strategy. So it was yeah. a good. It was a good time. It was. It was actually phenomenal. I actually never has have done an escape room before. Um, I don't know why. I kind of always wanted to, but I'm very competitive, and um, I just feel like if I ever was like on a team, uh, I'll get let down. So I've I've only <laughs> ever done one, and it was. It was cool, but it was like a weird process going to it at first. So this was for Aaron's birthday one, the one year. His now wife set this up. So it was like me, him, Boog, and uh, our buddy Tyler. And it was a virtual escape room, but you go to it, you're in person. So it's like it was this old like rundown strip mall, and you go into this like they had it set up with curtains. They separate all of you, and you put on VR headsets. And they actually the game it was like a escape room designed in the game, but it was designed using like uh, Assassin's Creed, like their engine and shit like that. So like it was pretty cool, and it was virtual in three D, but it was like real creepy because like half the ceiling tiles were like knocked out, and they had just had like a row of like computers and you were like basically tied in in these individual like roped off with curtains with a headset on it was it was kind of weird <laughs> sounds like the kind of thing where like you go put your coat down while you're doing it they're just like rifling through your pockets oh probably they're probably just swiping them right out of your you wouldn't even know you got the headset on and you're like tied in so you don't walk too far so it was weird but it was it was pretty cool that's good, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, uh, I did like it was, it was pretty cool that it was the whole hospital. There's three floors of it, and supposedly the hospital is haunted as well. Um, so that's awesome. Is so. Um, did you see a ghost? No, but they uh, afterwards there was this one part. So some of the riddles and the clues were kind of tedious. Like at one point, we had to do operation, and every member of the team had to pull one of the things out of an operation um game and at one point like it was sitting on kind of like a wheelie cart that you would kind of find like in a hospital to just like i don't know carry like pills or whatever whatever you needed to like wheel around 
And at one point, like, it did kind of get kicked, but, like, no one kicked it on our group. Because why would you do that to sabotage your own person? And, and like, people were, like, standing back. The only person near the table was the one that was actually doing it. Um, so that was one weird thing. We did ask them afterwards if, like, they had, like, a vibrating, like, remote on it. A vibrator. You know, just something that you can, like, hit a button and it'll kind of, like, like underneath the table or something. But there wasn't. They said there wasn't. They said there was a whole bunch of other stories that they were talking about to us afterwards of people claiming that, you know, something happened and or actually experience, experiencing. And then, you know, the people that worked there and the actors being like, no, that wasn't us. Like, we don't try and sabotage you or anything. Like, that's just, like, we don't close doors. And, like, people have said that the uh, the doors were closing. Because all the doors of the hospital were wide open. Because, like, you have to go in and out the rooms. So, uh, wait a second. I, I lost, I zoned out for a second. So, would we, the ghost had a vibrator? Or what happened here? Um, no. I think he just might have uh, shook the table. I was just saying maybe they put a vibrator under it. A vibrating remote. So they got ghosts floating around this hospital with vibrators. Okay, well, check out the old hospital in West Virginia. The old hospital. I went old to, hospital on College Hill is where it was what it was called. I went to uh, this past weekend. I went to uh, Beacon Farms. They're like haunted corn maze. It was it was pretty decent. Like their setup was pretty cool. You can drink Oktoberfest like waiting in line, so that was pretty cool. Um, their haunted house, like, well, the, the haunted maze was in, like, this, like, 16-acre cornfield. It was so dark, like, they could have used maybe just a little bit more lights because you couldn't even tell what was going on. You're just walking into corn stalks, and I don't know. It was it was quality, though. I also went to uh, Three River Paintball for Zombies of the Corn um, this weekend. Is, Mc, I think is, that's McPe- one of the is that the one that uh, McPizza's brother does? Yep, Philly. He, um... He was nice enough. They were all sold out online for tickets, and uh, he was nice enough. I, you know, gave him a call beforehand and was like, "Can we still buy tickets, even though they're sold out online?" So we were nice enough to be able to um, pay in person when everything was sold out. So we went there, and and they actually have so it's a paintball place. So they have uh, kind of like a hayride with the airsoft guns, and you shoot the zombies and stuff um, that are coming at you through the woods. Um, and then they also have a maze that's um actually pretty well done and then they have i think three haunted houses with different themes i think they have like a like a fun house um slash clown slash 3d one they have one called the compound which um i guess is like more zombies and i think they also have another one that's um i forget what it's called but you know it's just a haunted house basically um so you kind of get like four things in one so the it best is, uh, bang for your buck, as they say. It is. It is. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Um, and actually, the 3D one is actually pretty cool because when you put on the... Th- they give you 3D glasses for that one, and it actually is, like, legitimately, like, 3D and, like, pretty trippy. Like, it's not, like, 80s 3D movies where you put it on, and it's like, okay, well, I can kind of see where the 3D is supposed to take effect, but <laughs> especially when they have someone, like... Um, camouflaged in the corner of the room against the wall, and you literally cannot tell until they start moving. That's pretty cool. Pretty it is. cool. All right, well, let's get into Halloween ends here. 
let's do. <laughs> All right. So just looking at the cast here, I mean, pretty much. So picking up from Halloween Kills, um, you only had a few main characters remaining. A lot of people died uh, in Halloween Kills. It was like 50, half the town died. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. you, you had Jamie. Well, Lee. when you when you go after Michael Myers with an iron, you're gonna uh, you're gonna have you're a gonna bad time. Die. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. Um, but you have Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode, uh, uh, Andy Matichek back as Allison, um, Will Patton, uh, Deputy Hawkins. He survived uh, as as well as Kyle Richards, who played Lindsay Wallace. Um, couple other cameos pop up like the the one chick that got stabbed in the neck with uh like a halogen light bulb like she survived surprisingly like that was kind of unexpected i was pretty sure she died but there's no roles in this halloween trilogy like after at the end of the halloween 2018 like uh, fucking Deputy Hawkins got slashed in the throat and like ran over by a car. He was yeah. back in the sequel. Um, yeah. and then you I had... think he would have retired already. Yeah. Then you had uh James Duke Courtney back as Michael Myers. Um, basically as a cameo in this movie. We'll get to it. We're get we're coming up on it. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. And the big new character, though, uh, Rowan Campbell playing Corey Cunningham. Uh, so, cat out of the bag. Uh, it turns out he's the main character of this movie. Um, so, bold strategy uh, in part three of a trilogy to introduce a brand new main character. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I guess one last thing, like with the cast, like before we go forward. I don't know how you felt. I'm sure you'll tell me in a second. Uh, but I thought overall the acting was very solid in this. Um, I did maybe some of the characterizations and the way that characters acted in this sequel didn't line up with how they were portrayed in the first two. At the same time, I think acting-wise across the board they, they crushed it the acting was there was no issue with the acting um in my opinion on this one yeah it wasn't terrible um and there's a lot of things that the actors really don't control like writing and uh script and things like that but for the most part like you said yeah the acting wasn't bad especially in the horror genre you tend to that's where things are yeah, like for example, um, over I think I think we'll talk about it coming up here soon. But like that new movie that's out, Terrifier Two, um, it was a fun watch. I watched that um, just yesterday, actually. Um, but some of the acting in that like kind of takes you out of it, like how bad it is. Like production wise, the movie looks great, but it still has like directed DVD like weak ass acting. Um, but right, this yeah. this the acting wasn't where this movie fell short. No. Um, one more shout out. I liked his character. Uh Karen Harris playing Willie the Kid, the radio DJ. Um, and that's they they use like cut ins to him a couple times throughout uh out the movie and I feel like it's kinda like an homage to Adrian Barbeau's character in The Fog. 
Um, and I kind of like, well, I like the songs that he played. Um, and I like the audio clips of him cutting in and then, uh, especially his death scene. I think that was probably the best death scene in the movie. And we'll talk about that a little more when we're getting into pros and cons, but just wanted to give him a shout out. I liked, uh, I liked his character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, that, the, it was, uh, one of the funnier scenes too in the movie when he came out and was yelling at him to get off the, the, uh radio stations property and everything um fun fun trivia fact for this uh <laughs> the his receptionist that gets killed um she's on the the joe bob briggs uh the last drive-in uh her name's diana prince she actually follows us on twitter oh nice yeah small hey, small world she got yeah. murdered. Uh, apparently, her scene, the it's like happens in the background, but right. In, well, in the slightly her fault. Yeah, in the extended um, cut, like there's more to that death scene. I guess apparently there's like ten to fifteen minutes more worth of extended like death scenes. Right, and that's yeah. I'll, I was gonna talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to all right. But I did want to say with her death, it was. Mostly on her because dude walking in in Haddonfield wearing a Michael Myers mask, um, you know, good chance that it's you know Michael Myers, even though it wasn't. I mean, but... statistically, there's a better chance in Haddonfield yeah. that a dude wearing a Michael Myers mask is Michael Myers. Yeah, there was a couple times though, like uh, which one was it? Was it Halloween uh, one or two where the guy got hit by the van and burst into flames? That was that was Halloween two. That was Ben Tramer, dude. He got. Okay, yeah. I still don't know. Oh, that, that was that was like maybe the one other time besides this movie where someone in Haddonfield was wearing a Halloween mask that wasn't Michael or yeah, wearing the Michael Myers mask that wasn't Michael Myers. But oh, you can't walked... you can't forget Halloween Resurrection, dude. Buster Rhymes. Okay. Oh yeah, Buster Rhymes for sure. But um, and then in Halloween Four when there was like a group of four kids and they were all wearing Michael Myers masks. True. Yeah. So there has been a handful of times, but after dark. <laughs> Dude, well, here in Michael Myers' mask walks in, and you just go, "Can I help you?" <laughs> Especially after uh, they never found Michael Myers after Halloween. Well, I know we keep holding up. We'll get we'll we'll wrap this portion up because we're we got to get into some pros and cons. We got to talk about this. <laughs> yes, let's because there is some plot holes in this fucking movie. There's a lot um, of plot holes and just, like, random, like, I don't think people would act like that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, before we get into that, so, obviously directed again by David Gordon Green. Directed the last two, one of my all-time favorite stoner comedies, Pineapple Express. Uh, written partially again by Danny McBride. So, it's, you got all the same, you were able to keep the, pretty much the same creative team throughout the trilogy. So, if they had their creative ideas, they would definitely be able to get them across. So this is very much the movie that they wanted to make. Um, the movie looked great. There was a lot of cool ideas. Um, but I also think a lot along the lines of Halloween Kills, where there's cool ideas, but questionable execution. I think that theme definitely continues in Halloween Ends. Yeah, like the whole, you know, Michael Myers grabbing, um, grabbing the guy and basically like seeing into him and yeah. kind of seeing that evil into him. I don't. I I kind of like that because evil recognize evil. So yeah. So so, like, so listen. Hours like, or something is just weird. Yeah. So 
I read the script a while back, like a, a leaked one online. So I knew going into this and reading that, I was like, this movie's going to be horrendous. But a lot of those things that I was like, there's no way this is going to work, worked out a lot better than I expected. You know, like, like they're, what? They're, like that, that for the example, how, um, all right, here we go. We're in pros and cons. Pros and cons right now. We're out of the cast and crew. We're in it because we can't hold back any longer. We got to get into the the meat and potatoes of this. Um, so the big thing with this movie is the large portion of it, Corey Cunningham, I wouldn't say becomes the new Michael Myers, but he's the focal point and he, he's becoming a killer. Um, the scene where Michael Myers looks into his eyes and pretty much like unlocks the evil into him. I don't think he really passes it on and going along with what Laurie Strode was saying and the memoir that she was writing was basically that everyone has like a little bit of evil in, in, in them, like an infection and like what you choose to do, whatever. So it kind of like unlocks his like evil in him. Um, which I also have another issue with that, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, the the thing is, like, the way it was written in the script and looking at it, I was like, this is so, this is such a bad fucking choice. But I'm not going to lie when I say, like, for a little while in the movie, it kind of worked for me. Like, the scene it play out on screen, like, there's been multiple times in different horror franchises, like... Um, you have a copycat killer in, in Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning, when Roy Burns puts on the mask. Um, and they've hinted at it even in Halloween, where the end of Halloween 4, where Jamie Lloyd, she stabs her stepmom. And and then she they hint, like, oh, maybe he'll, she'll, be, he'll, she'll be the new killer. And it's like they decided not to do it. Like, multiple times, even, yeah, even this franchise, they kind of hinted at the evil passing on and but the fact that they were bold enough and it's a very ballsy move to actually do it the way it looked on the screen i wasn't hating it and i was going for with it for a little bit there um but that leads me to my first con i would say in the pros and cons um so you could do that but i think at that point you just have to let michael myers go like just say like he's done like he doesn't have the evil in him anymore or he's dead whatever but like the fact that he's still around and he's almost mentoring Corey. yeah like, it was kind of it was awkward and even like the one scene where they go to the doctors and the other nurse that works with allison's house and um cory cory kills the the doctor and is stabbing him with that scarecrow mask on um, yeah. and then the other one's going to call 911, but Michael's in the house and, and he, he kills and like, that's, that wasn't terrible. I didn't hate that. Like uh, the kind of scene kind of worked for me. Um, but then yeah. like when the scene where he's like, he's getting too big for his britches and he actually wrestles and beats up Michael Myers and takes his mask off and, and, and mind you, this is Corey Cunningham that earlier in the film, He's 21. Well, I guess he was 21 at the beginning, and that was 2019. So three, so 23, 24 years old, and some high school kids, band geeks, not like the football dudes, right. something like these little band geeks, beat him up, physically beat him up. This same dude is gonna wrestle Michael Myers, who in the last movie, and I get it that he was weakened, hiding out, 
in the sewer, but they're they're gonna he's gonna beat up Michael Myers and take his mask off him. Like Yeah. That's not how you do that. Right. And like I really like that scene where he did kill um the doctor and uh the nurse that he was about to fuck. But like because it was, was really cool how like it showed like he was trying to kill her and she just like slammed his arm in, in the door like and like it like hurt him and that's how she was like able to lock it like if he did that to Michael Myers like he'd probably just punch through the glass like it, you, it wouldn't have worked but she actually locked the door was calling the cops like did everything like she dialed 911 he was literally like out there like screwed because he was he was locked yeah. out didn't have so I did like that how it was like that learning that he was learning to be like Michael Myers and Michael Myers was there in the house with him and like basically showed him how it's done. Yeah. You know, like, so well, like did, listen I, here, Sonny, like this is how you do it. Yeah. But like you said, I don't like how he just started bullying him for, but if that like was one of the earlier scenes in the movie and not like later in the movie, that was one of the earlier scenes and they expanded upon that kind of relationship between, um, Michael Myers and, um, you know, whatever what's his name the the, Corey, the kid Corey, Corey yeah. yeah then that would have you know probably made the movie better if they expanded on it in that way instead of like within like the next 5 minutes of movie time he's crawling back into the you know the sewer and beating up Michael Myers flat out and just taking his mask yes like, so it's something that doesn't make a lot of sense to me um cuz yeah. this is the 13th film in the franchise and this is probably my biggest, I'd say, overarching con, is the fact that I don't have an issue that you try to make a different Halloween movie. I don't have an issue that you took these chances and you were willing to um, explore these plot ideas that have been hinted at in the past, but no one's ever had like the balls to actually try it on screen with someone taking over for Michael Myers and, and things like that. But... The 13th film in the franchise, and it is the third and final film in a trilogy of films that you made, is not not the time to, to take that risk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. it's like um, you promised a finale a certain way. And I'm what promise because if you actually listen to some of David Gordon Green's interviews, he actually pretty much tried to warn people like this is not the film that you're expecting. But a lot of that's on him because you build up this idea from Halloween 2018. Then in Halloween kills, there was an expected sequel that was going to tie up loose ends. And it's, there was a path that was set down and you can't just pull like a, a 360 at, at that point and just go f way off the wall. Like there's, if you were going to do that, you should have done that with Halloween 2018. If that makes sense. Right, and, like, another thing, like, again, like, I do like the idea of Michael Myers kind of being passed on, almost like to the fact that Michael Myers is more something that's in society, it's more than just a single person, like, Michael Myers is almost like what they tried hinting at, hinting at in other Halloween movies, is, like, there's, like, a Michael Myers in, in every town, the anything, yeah. yeah. So like when Jamie like it would have made more sense if like someone that was gonna be the next Michael Myers that got Michael Myers type powers, it would be related to him. But since they threw that all out the window in this trilogy, um, 
like it would have made sense if Jamie in Halloween four or five, whatever one it was, became like the new Michael Myers because was, yeah, the end of four. But they decided yeah, they not end. to go with that. Like, I, I get that. But the the thing, and they kind of try to explain, like, this is where I was saying before, where they have good ideas, but the execution isn't fully there. So they had Lori say it briefly and, like, hint at it, that Michael Myers is just a man. Like, the real boogeyman is the shape, the evil that's inside. Like Right. So, like, Michael Myers, like, his body can die, everything like that. But the shape okay. lives on, like, and that's yeah, that's the so, real boogeyman. But like, I get that. But they didn't like they leaned really far into it. But then they like later in the movie pulled back from it, and, right? And they did that again with uh, the curse of Michael Myers in Halloween Six with the curse of the thorn, like with his tattoo and everything, which again has been you know they decided to throw that out the window too. But like that could have also led into someone else that wasn't a family member because if they decided okay, well, Lori's not. Um, actually related to him, so they throw that storyline out the window. Well, then that's another way that you could have, you know, gone about it was, okay, so, like, it's the curse of the thorn, you know, with this everything of being, um, you know, a symbolized of, like, a sacrificed child or something like that. I forget the whole backstory that they, that Paul Rudd tried to explain well, to us. See, like, that, but that's, so like, when you try to explain evil, like it makes it less scary. Like it's there's not a good way to do it. Like that's why I think Halloween, the original, is so effective, is because one day he's just there, and then at the end he's right. gone. Like that's creepier than anything because he could be anywhere. Like those yeah. shots at the end when it's just him breathing and they're showing different areas that you've seen throughout the movie. It's like the evil's all around you. Um, the more you try to explain it, the the less it is. And I don't think they really try to explain it here, but. They come up with some good ideas. They just don't really like lean into them the full the full amount. No, yeah, and it, uh, and they they get rid of some of the good. But that's what I was saying with like the curse of Michael Myers is like if they wanted to do it where someone gets his evil, like it's someone else could just be evil. There's more than one evil person in the world, yeah. but they specifically were trying to give them Michael Myers type evil, and like I mean you didn't have to do exactly that, but like something like that would have been a little bit better than just being like grabbed by Michael Myers and then getting it transferred. So that, that's another, like I was saying a little bit earlier though, like that leads me to a thing like, so their concept is that like, and Lori was saying like, there's different types of evil and like people have evil inside of them and it can spread like an infection. Like nothing that we saw from Corey. I mean, he did have like an overbearing, like fucked up mom. And, like, so, like, coming up, like, I guess he had, like, a weird childhood or whatever. But the opening scenes, which I thought the opening scene was awesome when he accidentally kills that kid and the whole town hates him. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is we know as viewers that that wasn't intentional, right? Like, we saw how it played out. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. Um, so what about anything that they've shown in their characterization of Corey shows that he has latent evil inside of him? Like, so what did Michael Myers unlock? Like, so what you showed us is that an accident happened and this town hates him. Like, where did the evil come from? His his think... story, when they're trying to make him like the new Michael Myers, the issue with that is Michael Myers' backstory and his story don't match up. Like, so if you're trying to draw parallels there, there isn't. So I think maybe the whole point to that was that he wasn't an evil person, but society saw him as evil. So it's kind of... Like so, it's the Joker. We, li we we live in a society. Evil. We live in yeah. a society. 
that so yeah. let's talk about that for a second before we get into some more pros and cons um just a, a general statement from the way that the, the characters act and the, i've seen over the past halloween kills in this movie i think the town of haddonfield deserves michael myers yes those people those people are shitty dude yes like, um, they like started for blaming Lori and like throughout this movie for everything that's happened. Like you like, should have left them alone. Yeah, like, you and you antagonize like a psycho. Or like no, don't blame. Like blame your failed <laughs> psychological police system. Whatever. Like they they let him escape. Like it's not her fault. Yeah, and you they were they had the whole mob chasing someone that wasn't even him without even listening to anyone. They just were like, there he is, let's well, get him. That's hopping into to past movies, like another plot hole in the past movie, that whole scene with like, they're chasing the wrong, like, I get it, he wore a mask when the killings were happening, and he's been locked away and stuff, but like, in the world that we live in now, in the popularity of true crime, you know how many Netflix documentaries there would have been on Michael Myers? Everyone would know what Michael Myers looked like without a mask on. Well, even if you didn't, you would know that dude's six eight, <laughs> not that guy. Not five 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 foot nothing and like squat. Yeah, yeah but yeah, that's past. We we got a ton of plot holes in this one. So um, let's let's talk about um, how the characters and I guess you can have growth and stuff. But the the one that really did not sit well with me is so. Laurie Strode, at the start of Halloween 2018, she wasted about 40 years of her life in constant paranoia. She turns her whole house into a trap. She becomes a survivalist, ruins relationships with her with her daughter to the point where CYS had to take her away at one point. It's like she was so paranoid about Michael and the fact that that she had the issue in Halloween 2018 where... They, she thought she killed him. Halloween kills. She doesn't. He gets out, kills her daughter, kills half the town, and escapes. And so your characterization of her in this movie four years later is that she decides, you know what? I've wasted all my life. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm just going to turn into a normal house, like a normal grandma, baking pies, living in town. I got no more traps, nothing like that. Like, I'm just going to live my life. I'm not going to live in fear anymore. But this is the thing is... She lived 40 years in fear where Michael Myers was locked up under state care. And now he is missing. They never found the body. He's out there still. And now you're going to decide, like, I'm just going to live my life like there was no Michael Myers. Like, no, that doesn't add up. You started a characterization in the, the beginning of your trilogy. At the end, you can't just turn around and just say, like, oh, yeah, she doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty bad there. Um just like completely out of the character that they built up for the last two movies and along lines with Allison. So like, yeah, she was a high school, high school kid at, at the end of 2018 at Halloween kills. That's the same night, but four years later afterwards, obviously she's working and stuff now, but like they, I feel like they made her character so dumb. Like she's gonna, she just meets a random dude that has like some of the most red flags. Like at one point in the movie, Sean, she tells he Corey tells Allison like I just killed a man, and that's not a deal breaker in the relationship. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't, maybe she thought she was just talking about the kid, but it was yeah, it was just it was. There's a lot with it because then she started blaming Lori for like her parents' death. It's like no, like you know who killed him. <laughs> yeah, 
and it wasn't Lori. And, and then the, the the big, even bigger one is the the characterization of Michael Myers. So you established in the last movie, you even did it in a voiceover monologue from your main character, Lori Strode, saying that like, as he gets, as he, the more he kills, the more he transcends. And like at the end of the Halloween Kills, he transcended to an unstoppable killing machine. He was all but dead and he got up and he murdered like 10 people and then just walked away into the night. And it's like the where you left us off with that character was that he was an unstoppable killing machine. He was more than he wasn't a human anymore. And then where we pick up with him four years later is he's a hobo living in a fucking sewer with crusty mold on him that can barely stand up. Like, that must have right. been the Cliff X Kellerman was talking about. <laughs> And I, That's the clip that Tom Brady was supposed to fall off that Max Kellerman was saying. Yeah, well, he, he fell off. So I get that. But then the, the scene, I thought it was like, okay, like, all right, like it wore off. He's He took some damage. Like, But Corey leads um, one of the dudes down to the, to the sewer, and Michael's weak, but he helps and restrains the guy, and Michael stabs the guy. And you can literally see in the movie he gets starting to get his strength back, and he stands back up, and he's like – He's Michael again. He's unstoppable force, and then that just that just kind of goes away, and then he gets wrestled to the ground like twenty minutes later by the nerd. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense how Michael is just content with staying in the sewer for this dude to just come crawling in through the freaking hole What's and that? like being like doing like teach me and like yeah, yeah, it's, it's just weird. Like why he has no reason to hide in there. Like he killed everyone he wanted to kill, and like. He just has to kill Lori now, and like Lori's just not even like. Well, that that's the other. Doing anything. That's the so other thing. Why, what was his incentive at the end of Halloween Kills to go and hide because he already like in the final scene killed Lori's daughter, like. Yeah. Checkmate. Yeah, and I don't know. I still don't even know how he got back into the house to kill Lori's daughter. No, yeah, that didn't make sense either. That was that's weird. When it, that's a plot hole in that movie, but uh. that's 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 one of the key themes in in this trilogy. Is there's just a lot of a lot of plot holes. Um, there's a lot to like. So we talked about a lot of negatives. Let's do some pros. Um, once again, John Carpenter, his son Cody, and uh, Daniel Davies, like they fucking crushed the soundtrack. Uh, like with with the obviously the Halloween music and their synth score. Uh, along with that, it's like the actual soundtrack of like licensed songs they used were fucking awesome. I love that they uh, worked, uh, especially in the kill scene with the DJ, the the cramp song. I was a teenage werewolf. That was awesome. Uh, I don't know, like when we used to do like horror vision streams on Twitch of us like gaming and shit. Like that was our intro music until that got copyright flagged. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate that the the one that was burned down by. Boy Harsher, I think the the band name was that that song, and they were sick. Like they almost had, like, uh, remember the Ryan Gosling movie Drive? Almost like a score like that. Like I like that. I like that. Like techno synth, like uh, synth wave, dark synth wave, like that style music. If I'm gaming, yeah. I'll throw that on. So I was really digging the score um, and the licensed songs that they used too. So that was a plus for me. Um, Michael Myers mask look fucking sick again. I, I kind of like the in kills better with the burn, but also just with like the the wear and like they got some like spider webs and some some like mold on it from being down the sewer. Like it, it he still looked cool. Yeah. They just didn't have Michael Myers be cool. 
So what do you, yeah. you, you got some pro? What, what, some, I, I've done a lot of talking, but I had a lot to say about this movie. What's what's some of your pros? Some of your cons? I actually I really enjoyed the first scene um, when Corey was babysitting uh, the kid and accidentally killing him because like the whole scene was paced out, you know, with normal Halloween type movie pacing. Um, you know, a lot of people leaving rooms and leaving someone behind. Uh, you know, of course, the idea of let's play hide and go seek, which was thrown out there, which is automatic, like death in a horror movie, yeah. but the kid being like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And so it was like a little bit of like, um, yeah, growing where it's like not the same old tricks aren't being used in this movie. Well, I like that. Know? There was a big subversion of expectation because it takes place one year after, after Halloween kills and, the way they set it up, the door creaking open, he finds the knife. You're like, oh fuck, like Michael Myers, because he's still out, out, out on the loose. You're like, oh fuck, he's gonna kill, and like for it to play out where it does, and he accidentally kills the kids, and the parents come home, and, and like the dude come, the kid flies over the railing. They show it, like, and then the music exactly. kicks in. I was like, oh, this is this is something, but no one right. So like that seen, whole scene of him looking for him, you assume and you're like you you almost are like guaranteeing that like michael myers is there and he's gonna kill you know he's gonna kill Corey. yeah um and especially like at e each room that he went into then ended up him not being in there and then the final one where the kid locked him in the attic and you're like okay michael's definitely in there he's screaming to get out he's gonna turn around michael's gonna be there and then no he just ends up kicking the door open and the kid flying over and like the the brief half second of the kid hitting the ground and like seeing his like spine and neck just yeah. like get crunched was pretty uh pretty great yeah it was unexpected like so it's now having seen the rest of the movie it knowing what we know now, like that opening sequence is actually pretty much a microcosm of the whole entire film where it was, they were going to subvert our expectations the whole entire time. Like we're expecting to get a completely different movie than we did. Yeah. Um, but that's another issue. So that's a year after half the town was slaughtered. Why are people still trigger treating? Like I, I, Halloween's my favorite holiday, but if I was in a town where a mass killer killed half the town and then, um, and then they didn't find them. I don't think that town should celebrate Halloween the next year. Well, no. And also like, it doesn't make sense why people stay there. There's no, there's no reason for no. Lori to be there. There's no reason for uh, her daughter Allison, yeah. to live there. There's no reason for Corey once he accidentally killed a kid and everyone knows he did, even though, you know, he got off on the charges, obviously, because it was an accident. There's yeah. no reason. In real life, he would never, ever, ever stay in that no, town. No, no. As soon as you leave that town, people don't fucking know anymore. Just move, like, two states over. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of it, like, people just would not live in that town. Yeah, um, and I was reading somewhere that the sequel trilogy is more about Haddonfield itself, the town itself, and the effects that Michael Meyer and the trauma of the incidents had on the town more so than like Michael Myers himself and in the actual things. And I kind of get that, but like the characterization, the way these people act in this town, like what I said before, like the only conclusion I can draw is they deserve Michael Myers. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, Everyone basically in that town is either an idiot or an asshole. Exactly. Like, dude, even down to the, that opening scene with that little, that little kid was a piece of shit. Like, you don't feel bad. You're like, yeah, he got killed good. Like, the kid fucking sucked. 
Yeah. Um, I did like. I don't like how it was executed, really, but I did like how um, Corey did run into the mother of uh kid that he killed. Yeah, that that was uh the dad. The dad, because Lori talks to him later on, like about like, oh, like that's not the same dude. I saw him walking down the street, like. He seemed more reasonable about it, but the mom just like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like. I don't like necessarily like the setting and the way that that everything went happened. And like afterwards, he's like yelling at uh, at um at Allison like at Allison you? like yeah like he's blaming it on her. Where were you? You were supposed to watch me. He's like yeah, that's like the big that's, that's like the biggest thing with like these these like this trilogy of movies is like these people need to start taking responsibility for their own fucking problems, you know? Yeah. Like that's the hard, like in Halloween 2018, I found it hard to believe like the way, first off, I hate how Judy Greer acts. She's not even in this movie, but let's talk about that for a second. Like fuck her acting. <laughs> I don't know a movie she was good in, but, but, uh, the way she treated Lori, like, yo, you ruined whatever, like, and I get it. Like in that timeline in 2018, like, Michael Myers isn't the Michael Myers that we know from the other films because he's he's been locked up. There's no Halloween two through six or the HDO timeline. Like, but like he still was like a hardcore killer. I get that, but like, I, it just never seemed the way they would set up the stories, like the, the way that people would treat other people in this town. You know, but yeah. I. In, in this one, especially like, like when the people are coming up to Lori, like she's out at the grocery store and like this, this, she can't even talk like, cause Michael, like you did this, like, um, let's sit down and like logically draw this out on a piece of paper. Like I didn't stab your sister in the neck and it was Michael Myers. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, other than that, the, the kills that were that you actually saw on screen were pretty awesome. I don't. Yeah. So that's something, something I had of kills shown. They had most, the majority of them were, you know, after, you know, the, the aftermath of it, where like the one band kid had the drumstick in his eye. I really would have loved to see Michael put, well, wouldn't have been Michael, but Corey put the drumstick through the dude's eye. Yeah. But instead, you know, you get him going around. The yeah. Car. There was a lot uh, of the kills that happened just off screen or like even out of focus. Like the one that I thought would be real cool. If you could see it better was when he was blow torching the kid yeah. in the face. Like exactly. that, you, it's slightly out of focus and you're like, Oh, this is sick. But like, I wish I'd show it to me, you know? Right, um, so the kills I, and that, I know kills going in, cool. They yeah, just just showed more of them, but go, um, going into it, like he was saying, like Halloween Kills was the one where it was all out, like the ultimate slasher, and you saw like a lot of crazy kills in that. And in this one, it was supposed to be like more subdued and stuff. Like the kills were there, you just didn't show them, you know. Like right. the one that they did, and it was Corey on the radio DJ. I thought that that was the best kill in the movie. He smashes his head off and then like cuts his tongue off and the tongue's sitting on the record. And that's the record spinning when the radio's playing, like it hits and like, it'll skip. And I was like, that's awesome. But I mean, knowing what I know about like audio production and stuff is they don't spin discs at radio stations in 2022. Everything's digital. <laughs> <laughs> 
And maybe it was one of those throwback stations that do things the old timey way. Well, that's something I, I thought they were going to have more play into it because they hint, hinted to it in Halloween Kills when they kept showing the radio tower and David Gordon Green in interviews talked about it, how that like can play like a big part in it. And then like, I guess they said like, oh, Corey goes there when he feels bad and stuff like that. So it really didn't play a big role in it. Um, but some other interviews, like they at one point were going to actually have a connection where like the radio signals coming out of the radio tower affected Michael Myers because the mask he has was one of the silver shamrock masks from Halloween three, which that would have been even wilder. Like I figure if you're going to make this movie, you might as well have went batshit insane with it and just put that in there too, because you already were taking so many crazy risks with this. And I mean, I guess if you throw enough shit at the wall, that might stick. <laughs> yeah. And I love Halloween three. Let's talk like for a brief second. Let's talk about that. Actually, See, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's that movie's nuts, but I, I do love that movie. I'm actually probably I'll watch that tomorrow. Probably should it should have just been in its own movie. It shouldn't have been like part of the Halloween franchise. I think Halloween uh, season of the three season of the witch. Yeah, but like the the idea behind that is because John Carpenter was like the Michael Myers stories done, and to be fair. you really didn't need to make another Halloween movie after the original Halloween. Like that was one of the most oh. perfect horror movies. I like two though. I do. Like oh, two. I, two, two's probably my second favorite sequel Four is my favorite sequel. And obviously there's issues with it, but like that just captures the Halloween feel. The mask sucks, but I like four <laughs> a lot, but two, like I, I actually every Halloween I'll watch the first one and Halloween two just back to back. Cause they flow like, Obviously, there's some yeah. issues, and the Dick Warlock play and Michael Myers is, is different there, but I do, like, Halloween 2 has some of my favorite Halloween scenes in it, like, the scene where Michael Myers, Lori, like, gets into the hospital, and Loomis is there, and like, oh, it's fine, then Michael Myers just walks right through the glass windows, like, that's awesome. Right. Class, yeah. Classic Myers. Like, it has one of my favorite tracking scenes, too, when Lori's crawling across the parking lot, and you see Michael in the background, and the camera cuts to him, and then he's stalking across, like... There's this movie really frustrating me, man. Because if I, the more I talk about, it, the more I think about it. Like, there's a lot of good ideas. Um, in with the, I know it's we're talking Halloween ends, but really the whole trilogy. Because this is supposed to wrap up the David Gordon Green's trilogy here. Um, he 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 does a lot of things right, and then he also misses on a lot of things. Like uh, they they finally for the first time since the original got the masks right. Um, there's more in the first one than this one. There's a couple scenes in this one, like where Michael's in the background. But when I think of Michael Myers, I think of um, when you're, when you're looking at the characters and you know, and it's like almost a little nod to the audience because the audience knows, but the characters on screen don't, you see Michael in the background and then he disappears into the darkness. Like that's when I think of Michael Myers, like that's his MO. Like that's what I think of. Um, I feel like they didn't do enough of that in, in this uh, this trilogy. No, and I think that's my biggest gripe with the movie. Like, It honestly did not feel for her about 80% of this movie like a horror movie at all. No, um, it, it was a CW like love story. Right, and like 
the thing with Halloween and just horror movies in general, like the scariest part of any horror movie is not the actual kill. Like that's the grossest part of like watching someone get killed. It's not the scariest. The scariest thing is like not even just jump scares because sometimes those are just like you know just gimme you know fillers. The scariest thing is like like you said like watching someone get stalked, knowing something that the person in the movie does not know, seeing somebody get stalked and just like going to the fridge and getting a drink, knowing and seeing that over their shoulder in the other room is Michael Myers, and he's just watching you. The patience that Michael Myers has to walk slowly, um, and just take his time to you know mess with them a little bit you know open doors sounds noises you know things like that misdirection there's none of that in this movie the kills just happened to be Corey walking into places and they would just have a shot of the you know the victim of what they were doing like his mom watching tv and then you know within seconds he walks in and kills them kind of same thing with the dj he walks in kills the receptionist kills the dj yeah the part of him being killed was cool but like there's no suspense in that Mm -hmm. there's nothing scary about knowing that someone's going to die and like there's nothing they can do about it like that's just it's just kind of cheap, really, and rushed is what it felt like. Yeah, so there's no stalking almost. That's the thing where I had the high hopes for David Gordon Green and Danny McBride working on the on this trilogy is because in a lot of ways, horror is like comedy. And they're both two guys with comedic backgrounds where um, in comedy, you got your, your lead up and then you got your punchline. And it's all about the delivery. It's about the lead up and then you nail it with the punchline. Much like in horror, it's you have the suspense. So you build the suspense and then you deliver on the punchline, which is the, the scare, the kill, something like that. So like what made makes Michael Myers different to me is like his suspense is the fact that you never know if he's there because he's disappearing in and out of the background you might catch a glimpse of the white mask in the back and you're like, oh shit, he's around. And it's like the, the musical cues where his music's going. It's like there, I mean, there, I don't think there was enough of that in this. Now that I think about it, like his music yeah. really didn't play too much except for the beginning at the end. Right. Um, I don't that, think that's the it, thing I don't that, remember it at all in the movie. This, like when it ended, I was like, I don't remember like actually hearing the Halloween theme. It, it was one the first like the credits kicked in at the beginning and then they had it at the end it's like they they just missed what makes michael michael and the thing that it really shows in this movie is i i thought in halloween kills like he was an ultimate badass he, they, he was almost more like jason Voorhees in that um i think they hit a, hit it a little bit in Halloween 2018, there was some moments and they, they had it good with him in the background, things like that. But they definitely disrespected to end a trilogy and to end a franchise, which obviously we know it, you can never kill the boogeyman. It's never over. But they straight up disrespected Michael Myers' character in this story. Yeah. They made him like a weak nothing. He got beat by a nerd and a grandma. And then... He, crushed by an industrial press at at a junkyard yeah and the 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 weird driving through town with michael myers on the hood is just 
Yeah, so that didn't make sense. Where to did me. you get, and where did you get every like, with social media and everything? Like, yeah, the words can spread quickly, but like, really not that quick. Where everyone's gonna be like, okay, yeah, let's go follow it and make sure he's actually dead. That's yeah, the, the whole town's gonna come out, and then the fact that like the cops actually allowed that to happen. Like, no, this is how we're doing it tonight. Yeah, like t- talk about a, a character that got a raw deal. The the cop with the cowboy hat, Omar um, Dorsey, I think that was the yeah, actor that played him. Yeah, he. Uh, Basically got to do nothing in three straight movies. <laughs> like in Halloween 2018, he was like, what am I going to do? Cancel Halloween? And then all that shit happened. Then Halloween Kills, he went to hospitals like, oh, they're going to like riot and kill a guy. Like, I'm not going to do nothing here. And then Halloween ends, he shows up at the end. It's like, no, we're going to let them go destroy this body. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Um. I think that was my biggest gripe. It's just it just didn't feel like a Halloween movie, obviously, because there was like six minutes of no. And Michael if you Myers if you wanted to try this movie there. out as like a standalone, like that's that's the thing is if you think about this movie and the storylines that were set up in the last one and Halloween twenty eighteen, leading into this, like besides Lori's daughter dying at the end of Halloween twenty eighteen, you didn't need to see the last. The last movie had no consequence on this movie at all. No, you didn't. At all. Like, if you just watched Halloween 2018 and came right to this one, you'd be pretty much perfectly fine. Like, you just assume yeah. that uh, Lori's daughter got killed off screen. Like, you decided just to do some... Like, this This almost feels like a standalone movie. Like, if you were doing, like, an anthology, like, where you just released a different, like, take on Halloween, like, every couple of years, like, this would work as a standalone film. But as the end of a trilogy, like... No, not at all. <laughs> no, yeah, you missed it. You missed the putt. Hey, you blew it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I think that's why the the first scene of the movie, I, th- I think, was done, like, spectacular, because there's everything you would expect in a horror movie. Like, oh, I was, the opening, the opening sequence, like, I was, like, pumped. I was like, fuck yeah, this is, this is going to be sick. Like that that whole scene when the lead in with the the radio DJ like I'm Willie the Kid and there's nothing you can do about it and then like I was like oh this is cool all right and then um, it's like they downshifted and then nothing happened and Michael Myers doesn't show up to like the fifty minute mark of the movie and then when he shows up it's like look at this old this old fucking crusty turd we're gonna embarrass right. we're gonna we're gonna embarrass him. I really need someone to give me an answer on why he decided to just live in a sewer. After... Well, so that's the thing, too. Like, the idea they set up that, like, every, when he kills, and they even show in this movie, he gets his strength back. So that hobo was saying, like, Michael drags in people into the sewer and kills them. Like, you would think, and no one ever comes out alive, like, you would think that, like, he would have regained his strength. Yeah, and just moved your tent somewhere else. <laughs> he's the old hobo was just do you know who that old like hobo Myers. you know who that old hobo was Nick Castle yep 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 <laughs> uh, are you ready for uh, ratings and recommendations yeah I you, do you want to you want to go <laughs> you want to go first or I'll go first I'll go first right. um for a rating uh I'll, I'll give this a a five just a 5.1 middle of the road um 
had some good qualities. The kills that they sh they showed were pretty awesome. A um, little bit went about a little bit things weird. I do like the idea of like Michael Myers passing his powers, or somehow you know there's a Michael Myers in all of us type situation. Kind of went about it the wrong way. They kind of went with like the love angle with it, just bizarre to me, um, and just a little too much of not treating it like a horror movie if you're not going to treat it like a halloween movie you guys still treat it like a horror movie because that is the people that are paying for the ticket they half of them are paying well, more than half but majority of the people are paying to see michael myers majority of people are seeing paying to see a horror movie and they didn't do a whole lot of either um so that's why i'm giving it a pretty low score uh recommendations uh i guess it'd be a decent film to newer horror uh fans here these movies that they make now are more in touch with the millennials and gen z and stuff um did you know what a millennial you're a millennial i am a millennial but you know i i guarantee people my age like it think it's a good movie so i don't know i haven't really encountered anyone that's like there's people online and like i'll, I'll be fair I, i'm gonna tell you my score here after you, i'll let you finish up but i didn't hate this movie i didn't i did not i did not care for it uh like i said there's two things that uh i wanted it to be was michael myers or or a horror movie i feel like it wasn't any of those um it was more of a Romantic drama, um, so yeah, that that's my score. wasn't crazy about it. When I would watch it maybe once or twice again. Yeah, so I've watched it three times now, and I don't. I think the more I watch it, like maybe the less I like it because I do find more like issues with it. Um, but my initial reaction when I watched it was like, I should hate this movie, but I don't. And I guess the more I do watch it, I, I, I like it less. Um, my initial score, I was going to give this like a 6.5, but the more I talk about it and the more I think about it, I'm going to go with a 5.9. Um, like I said, I, I didn't hate it. Uh, it, it is still an entertaining movie, but in, I do like that they took bold chances, um, but there's a time and a place in the end film and a trilogy is not the time nor the place to, to try to reinvent the wheel. Um, it's the 13th film of a franchise. Um, you have your obviously these franchises never actually end when you have a film like the final chapter, or this Halloween ends. It's, but there's certain expectations and I, I know you want to do something cool and like subvert that, but not when it's the 13th film and especially how it's advertised the final showdown between Lori and Michael. And, um, I, I, the film definitely frustrated me at points and I was disappointed. Uh, but the way I look at it, it's like, this isn't the film that I wanted, but it's not necessarily a terrible film. There is a lot of like, logical leaps 
and character decisions that you have to get past but there is some some cool parts to it there's some cool kills and cool ideas i don't think the execution was there um if you're a halloween fan you gotta watch it because obviously like it's not the worst halloween film there is worse ones out there i mean we did see buster rhymes karate kicking michael myers before and the whole i actually don't mind resurrection i think it's pretty oh dude Dude, I watch that using the technology that was there during dude, the time. <laughs> dude, I watch it every time it's on. Like, trust me, like I'll watch every Michael Myers movie. Actually, you know which one that I like the least? It's probably Curse of Michael Myers. No, I don't hate Curse of Thorn. It's a dog shit movie, but I enjoy it. I watch that every time it's on. And the one I like the least is Halloween five. Because it has the least likable characters. And um the mask looks awful. And uh, as a continuation of four, it's like four built all this momentum and they just pretty much shit on it. And if you get into the backstory with this crazy French director, whatever, like they, Halloween five could have been so much better, but they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Anyway, like there is worse films in the franchise. Um, so if you are a Halloween fan, I mean, I don't have to recommend it to you. You've seen it probably have similar feelings that we do. Um, uh, but on the bright side, you just got to look at it like this. If you give it, let's see, it's 2022 right now. By 2027, we'll be watching another Michael Myers movie. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> you can take that to the grave. Because contrary to popular belief, evil does not die tonight. I mean, hey, maybe we'll get our shit together and then we'll get famous in Hollywood and then then we'll write the next Halloween movie. Like maybe. I know I know it's in a lot of fans say whatever, but if, if I was given the chance, I guarantee you I could make a fucking at least serviceable Halloween film. You would keep it simple and you would focus on what's important about the Halloween movies. You know what my favorite Halloween movie is before besides the original? Which one? H2O. I was literally, so I knew you were going to say that because it's a very <laughs> 90s, especially late 90s movie. And like, that's, that's your bread, that's, that's your bread and butter. I think that was the second, like I saw the original one first and then I saw H2O like H second and I didn't know that there was like a whole bunch of other ones. So I, it, it really made me actually like legitimately fall in love with like, Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and all of them. And just like the whole, I was like, I got to know more about this Michael Duke. Cause I, I saw the first one and this is supposedly 20 years later. And then, you know, obviously I was like eight when it came out and I know I, I don't even know. No, you were younger than that. Cause it was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, hello. H2O is the first Halloween I saw in theaters. Jonas took me. I was seven years old. <laughs> I know I didn't see it on theaters. I saw it. I know he had it. My sister had it on VHS. I Dude, watched I, I, it for the I, first time on VHS. And I, I saw H2O and Resurrection in the theaters. I remember remember when the Northway Mall had that little movie theater in it? Yeah. Me and Jonas went and saw Resurrection there. I just remember that movie. I loved that when I was a kid. Because I was There's fucking... Just... I was like 10 or 11 years old when Resurrection came. But... um. And I used to think H2O was, like, the great, like, it's nostalgia, like, when you're a kid. But, like, watching now, like, there's, Even now, there's, there's, there's a couple. H2O is one of my least favorite Halloween movies. 
There's a couple things like because it doesn't feel like Hall- Halloween at all, and I, I, oh, I still to me I still uh, I still cannot get the the idea of like they could not not only could they not get the mask right in H two O, but the fact that they have like six different masks like throughout the movie, it's like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but like there's like a, so many moments in that movie where I'm just like legitimately like oh shit like this scared me like I remember like. I just get a feeling like how I did when I was a kid. Like obviously, like the famous scene when she shuts the door and like is face to face with Michael through the circle window, but also like him. Oh, I hate that because oh, I love my, it. my I love Michael it. Myers in my mind has it's not it's the shape and the mask is far enough out that it's just blackness. You don't see his eyes. I hate that. I love it. I mean, I don't care for my, the mask. One but, of my like, favorite Michael Myers face to face for the first time like in twenty years is 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 awesome and also like when he's like basically doing a a pull-up for the longest time i was just gonna say slowly one-handed just comes down like that's one of my favorite like michael myers when he lowers himself down by like the arm like that that part was sweet scary as shit and like the whole uh dumbwaiter thing like i loved all of that that the the mask the mask really fucks it up for me though like the goofy he has like clown hair yeah, he looks. Yeah, but, uh, but everything I just love it. Yeah, I, I think the strong suit for H two O though is the fact that um, that is a, a much stronger. I wouldn't say performance because Jamie Lee Curtis crushes it. Um, but like I, I think that's a more realistic continuation of her character than in this trilogy. Someone that's dealing yeah. with the past trauma tries to wash it away with that, with like, uh, like in the bottle, just drinking alcohol, like, but still yeah. like a functioning member of society, but she's still haunted by the past. Like, I, I think that story wise plays out a lot better and overprotective. So you would think that'd be like the first thing she'd mm-hmm. be. And well, so that's another the- thing going back to this Halloween ends, like the beginning scene, like, oh, like, yeah, Michael Myers killed half the town, like. We're going. We're leaving our kid with the babysitter, and uh, and and it's not even like the rest of the movie where it's four years later. It's literally the next year. Like we'll be back in in a little bit. Like why? Like do you want your kid to die? Probably if they knew that their kid sucked that bad. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so, he was wet. They said he was wet in the bed and everything, yeah. and he's afraid of the dark and stuff. Like I thought it was just gonna be the perfect setup for like that's I did I, I liked how they I liked how they showed the scene on there watching uh John Carpenter's The Thing on TV. That was go that was cool. Like a little nod. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's something that uh Wes Craven does a lot too. I think every Wes director Craven's does that. Dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh <laughs> great. Yeah. Um but that so one last thing before we wrap this up and get into like the end portion here, but I think another weakness in the the Halloween series is that, and this happens in a lot. I think it's a weakness in Sc- the Scream series is. So when you continue a franchise, like the thing that you continue with is the killer. Like I get it. There's survivors and final girls. Like you have a new group of people. Stuff like don't keep going back to the same thing. Like how many times is it going to be Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode? Like. I don't give a shit about Laurie Strode. Like, her story's been played out in how many different timelines. Like, and I obviously now she's older, not this is going to be the end for her. They're not going to do it again. But, like, 
I think that holds, especially in this trilogy, held the story back because not only is he not her sister now, so that doesn't matter, but you showed in the series that he doesn't actually give a shit about her. Like, in 2018, like, the doctor had to bring Michael Myers to her. Like, in Halloween Kills, she was in the hospital. He didn't give a shit. Like, in in Halloween Ends, like, he just came to the house because he was following Corey. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, you're you're holding yourself, you're, like, drawing, like basically paint yourself into a corner by continually seeing going back to like Laurie Strode and the Michael Myers stories. Like you just got to let it go. Like for me, what would work more effectively is Michael Myers leaves at the end of Halloween and he goes on to a different town because like, Lake. yeah, like even if like, so the complaint was always like, well, after Halloween 2, where Michael just kills his relatives, if you're not around his relatives, then you're in no danger. So it takes some of, like, the the scariness away from it. So, like, go one step further to that. So now that he's not, there's no, like, re relation there between the two. So he only kills in Haddonfield. So if you just never go to Haddonfield, Illinois, you're never going to get killed. So that takes a little bit, like... That's why it shows that, so great because they're in California. The idea is that like every town has a boogeyman. So if I were to write a Halloween, it would be continuation after Halloween one, and like that, he's just gone into the night. And then every Halloween, he comes a different town. The boogeyman comes to a different town because the shape is everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Hollywood pay me. I'll do it cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up here. So if you're listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast service provider, I think that's a thing, platform. I think the word's platform, Sean. Um, good for you. If not, we're on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple, pretty much everywhere. Um, and if you enjoyed the podcast, awesome. We're glad. Um, give us a... Uh, write a comment five stars if you liked it if not which i understand it's not for everybody like this movie not for everybody wasn't for me um give us four and a half let us know so anywhere between five and four and a half we'll appreciate that um if you want to reach out to us it's huntershorevision at gmail.com um, anything you want us to check out have any questions shoot us an email super responsive there as well as we're on twitter at horror vision um our dms are always open slide into them uh we'll get back to you on that <laughs> um other than that i mean we got the youtube page we still got a couple things in the works if bug just uh can get his act together here we'll uh, have some of that content out um that's hunter's horror vision give us a like link subscribe i still don't understand the link but book says that's what the kids say nowadays so throw that in there um other than that that's all i got what about you sean you got anything else you want to before we wrap up here uh yeah i did want to give a shout out um like i said in the beginning of the show um the uh the escape the hospital at the old hospital on college hill in williamson west virginia i did want to give a shout out to um the man, uh, the actor that played um, Michael Myers during that um, Escape the Hospital, uh, he's in a competition. It's called Faces of Horror. Uh, it's basically a competition uh, where people vote uh, for the biggest horror fan. 
Um, and he did an absolute phenomenal jo- job playing Michael Myers. Um, he's 6'8", big dude, so he looks like Michael Myers, wears the great mask. Um, he stalks you. He's He even did the whole disappear thing. I looked into one of the rooms, saw him standing in there, walked back to the group, and was like, he's in that room. We walked past the room, and he was not in there anymore. Um his name's Gerald Roberts. Uh, once again, it's uh, there's a competition uh, called Faces of Horror. If you go on, you just type in faceofhorror.org. Um, you can get to that website and vote for Gerald Roberts. Does an excellent job as Michael Myers. Shout out, Gerald. Keep on, uh, and, keep on, keep it on. Yeah, he did. He was even nice enough to be, uh, got to talk to him after um, we were the last group of the night. Um, so I talked to to uh the people there um they do do tours there it is like i said supposedly haunted everything you said so i did <laughs> i knew you were going to call me out on that but i would definitely check it out again it's the old hospital on college hill in williamson west virginia it's uh, right pretty much right on the border of kentucky it's it's i would definitely go back there and do the escape room again and i also oh would shit go back dude you guys were all the way on the other side of west virginia yeah we were like the southwest See, when you said, like, College Hill, I thought you were down by Morgantown. God damn. No, 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 no. We're way deeper than that. Dude, that's like a... That sucks. I hate driving through West Virginia. A beautiful area, but, like, when you're going up on those mountains and shit and, like, looping, like, the roads are so windy. Yeah, I actually love this part of West Virginia way more than, like, Morgantown and, like, Charleston area. Like, this... Almost heaven. West Virginia. John Denver's full of shit. (laughs) Uh, good old John Denver. All right, well, yeah. uh, I think that's it. I will check you later. Bye.